Hey, what's poppin', guys? Welcome back to the Dallas Rays Podcast, Season 4, Episode 1. Our second full baseball season of coverage, and our fourth season covering arguably one of the greatest pastimes in America. Yeah, I'm really excited to get into this, and why don't you start us off? Well, we're going to be following the same exact format as Season 2, during the regular season. We're going to do a quick 10-15 minute review of the past season, a little bit of preview of what's going to happen. So let's get started with We Got Ice. Today, as of April 14th, Los Angeles Angels are Anthony Rendon 10-day IL with a strained groin injury. Milwaukee Brewers Yellick, he actually has sore back problems. He said... Although he's day-to-day, he's had this problem that's been bothering him for the past couple years ever since going to Milwaukee. Now, if you're a Brewers fan, I would definitely be worried because although it just says day-to-day in your little fantasy app, that could mean long-term injuries coming to him very, very soon. Stuff like back spasms appearing out of nowhere. We wish him the best. But Detroit, another superstar, Miguel Cabrera, 10-day IL, left bicep strain. They said when he was swinging and batting practice, he felt his bicep grabbing his arm. That's not a fun injury, not a fun strain, especially when he's on pace to get his 3,000th hit. So we'll see what happens there. Cincinnati Reds, Sonny Gray, one of the pitchers, back muscle strain, left hamstring injury for Shogo Akiyama, the 30-year-old outfielder. Went to the Philadelphia Phillies, Archie Bradley, 10-day IL, the left oblique strain. The San Diego Padres, Adrian Morajon, a starting pitcher, left elbow strain. New York Yankees, Glaber Torres will be coming back from his finger injury and playing either second base or shortstop for the New York Yankees. And Seattle Mariners, James Paxson, former Yankee, also former Mariners back on the team now, is actually out for the whole season with a forearm slash elbow injury. He just had that surgery successfully and it was done well. I believe he's 32, 33, so uh, he's going to the end of his career. Yeah. It's not going to be life-changing like it was for Verlander, but I think he's got a couple more years left in that arm. Yeah. So you know what time it is, guys. It's time for Alexander's fun fact of the day. Today's fun fact is the longest game ever recorded for baseball was three hours and 50 minutes. Man, if I had to sit through this, I'd be happy, actually. 26 innings of Brooklyn Dodgers versus Boston Bravers. I mean, this this would be a great game to see. And it was almost basically two games. So they got a doubleheader. But for free, but it, it was it was a great great thing. The longest game I've been to was 19 innings. That was the 2019 opening day series. Chicago Cubs played at Miami Marlins. It was the first. It was actually their last year wearing the old not Florida Marlins like the 2012 Miami Marlins gear. Yeah. And I mean, we paid I think 20 bucks a ticket in the outfield. More Cubs fans and Marlins fans. We were just chilling there. 19 innings of baseball. They won I think two to one. Like, yeah. they scored in the 19th inning, and they scored in, like, the 7th inning. I think the longest Barely. I saw was 11 innings. So. Yeah. I'm a 26-inning game. Yeah. Maybe would be inclined to see it. But now let's head on to the news we have from the past couple weeks of the start of the MLB season. So Chicago Cubs are having a COVID frenzy. In yeah. 2020, they didn't have anyone, not one single case, kind of like the Kansas City Royals. But so far, they have six within the first couple weeks of the 2021 season. Third baseman Matt Duffy joins the likes of relief pitchers Brandon Workman, Jason Adam, Dan Winkler, first base coach Craig Driver, and the bullpen coach Chris Young on the COVID IL. Against the Texas Rangers on April 9th, Joe Musgrove. Man, he did the no-no. He did the unexpectable for the Padres' first ever in history no-hitter. I mean, this is a historical highlight, and they just got their first one. Hopefully, Joe Musgrove does better things in this season. 
he's showing off in with the talented guys they got um Blake Snell just recently they have a talented crew and he's showing up so yeah i mean he's definitely it's it's usually to see that someone like that who's on the lower part of that rotation is putting up a no-hitter like that. I don't yeah. expect that Joe Musgrove to come out. Maybe you Darvish, but definitely not Blake Snell. Uh-huh. We'll talk more about that as that happens. But the Draft League has announced um, their managers. For those who don't know, we've talked about the Draft League in the past offseason, where it's going to be six teams that were cut from the minor league baseball cut, where they cut around 40 different MLB affiliates. And each team was selected to be part of this pool. Uh, they're basically going to show all the prospects, the best prospects of high school and college ball that have the potential to be drafted. And it's going to be a college-slash-high-school wooden bat league for the summer starting around, I believe, May or early June. So those managers are actually, you're going to know a lot of them. Billy Horton for the Brilliant Sport Crosscutters, Delwyn Young for the State College Spikes, Derek May, former Oriole, for the Frederick Keys, Jeff Manto for the Trenton Thunder. And if you follow baseball in the past five years, you know these last two guys, Jed Jericho, for the West Virginia Black Bears, and Coco Crisp, longtime Cleveland Indian, Oakland Athletic outfielder for the Mahoning Valley Scrappers. Um, some other news. The All-Star game was moved. It got moved from Georgia to Denver, from Atlanta to Colorado. Hasn't been in Colorado since 1998, where it, it had 11 future Hall of Famers. And I'm excited about the Home Run Derby because... In I mean, Colorado, I would say I'm not excited because no one's gonna hit home runs. Well, in Colorado, the air—it's hard to hit home runs in, in Coors Field. I thought it was easier because no, of the no. thin air. It's harder, hundred percent. Well, they're definitely gonna have some week festivities, and this is the first time, just three months away from first pitch of All Star Game, it's been relocated. Yeah, it's the first time in Major League history. Some crazy stuff. Well, talking about first time Major League history, um, Otani was the first batter slash pitcher a couple weeks ago, the first one to bat and pitch in the same lineup as a designated hitter and as a pitcher. So not only has he played the outfield and he played DH, he's been a pitcher. Um, there's been talks of him actually moved to the bullpen. I would 100% be behind that because he has, uh, let's say, bat speed on the offensive side, really fast. He actually put up 119 miles per hour on a two-run double against Kansas City Royals this past week, but he's also pitched 101 miles an hour within the same week. Yeah. So if you put him in the bullpen, imagine him batting seven innings or maybe even eight innings, and he comes out like a Roldis Chapman from 2015 in the bullpen, 101 miles an hour right at you, and he's been playing the whole game, so he's been warm the whole time. Yeah. I mean, as an Angels fan, I would love to see that. As a baseball fan, I even want to see it that much more. So it's going to be exciting to see how Otani's going to unravel. J.D. Martinez, man, not a great 2020 season. He's a home run hitter. In 2020, only put up five home runs. But in 2021, in, he just doubled that amount. No, not doubled that amount. He got half of that or mm. more than half of that in one game. He had a three-homer game. Man, I'm excited. Red Sox fans, you better be excited, man. Seven-game win streak, guys, of yesterday. Dude, J.D. Martinez will carry you guys to the promised land. Three home runs in one game. He's tied for first in in, in all major league for home runs mm-hmm. and second in slugging. I mean, this guy, he's going to help you guys. Pray on him. Pray on him. 
But let's get on to the last part of our recap for this week. Let's go into MLB standings. I'll take American League, you take the National League. All right, sounds oh, good. The AL East, the Boston Red Sox are up. Like we said yesterday, seven-game win streak. They went 0-3 to start the season. They are now 7-3. and They lost the first three games to the Baltimore Orioles, who are now fourth place. So... Let's put it in order. Boston Red Sox at first is seven and three, tied for second. The Yankees and the Rays five and five, followed by the Ultra Orioles at four and five and four and six. The Toronto Blue Jays. Uh, it's definitely interesting because I thought, I mean, again, it's really not that far into the season. 10, 15 games at most out of 162, not that far. But definitely an early trend for the Red Sox, for at least I thought, didn't think would have an amazing season. And a seven-game win streak is going to mean a lot for them um, going on into the mid days of July, even the summer dog days of August. With the AL Central, we have the Cleveland Indians with 5-4, and four, followed by second place, the Chicago uh, White Sox, and Minnesota Twins at 5-5. Five and five. Kansas City Royals at 4-4, four and four, and Detroit Tigers at 4-6. and six. It's really a close race for AL Central so far. That's what I expect it to be, because I don't think the Indians are going to step up. I don't think the White Sox are going to step up. I think the Twins and possibly the Royals are going to be the two leaders of that I guess, uh, division. And like I've stated before, the White Sox, I can't see them doing well. They got a, a, a big mix of young guys, young prospects that want to perform. They have a good amount of veterans as well. So you think that they'd be a good mix of what the Padres are, like, divided by 10 because they're not as powerful. But their manager just isn't it. He likes favoring the veterans, the older guys, instead of going with a young gun. That's exactly what they should be doing. And we'll start we'll end off with the AL West. Los Angeles Angels seven and three, followed by the Houston Nationals six and four, Seattle Mariners five and four, Oakland Athletics four and seven, and the Texas Rangers really expected three and seven. Very dominated divisions by the Angels and the Astros. Probably the best teams in the American League right now. And you actually have to put the Red Sox in the conversation too because they're seven and three, yeah. seven games in a row. Get ready, Beantown. Now let's head over to National League, man. The NL East at top of it. Phillies, man, six and three, and then the Braves right behind them, four and six. The Mets only play five games, two and three. Miami Marlins, three and six, and Washington Nationals, two and five. I expected the Nationals to be a little bit higher, and hopefully the Mets get in more games, and we see a, a, the going up and down. Well, the, Mets. the Nationals had three of the games canceled against the Mets, yeah, and then the Mets had two rainout games against the Phillies. So there's nothing you can really expect there. I would have expected the Atlanta Braves to be above the Phillies, but the Phillies are going for a run games. for it, man. Yeah, they're going for a run for it. Um, going to the Central, we got Cincinnati seven and three, Milwaukee six and four, St. Louis five and five, Chi Town Cubs four and six, and Pittsburgh Pirates three and seven. Pittsburgh, like I expected at the bottom of that division, and Cincinnati towards the top. Okay, I, I like it. I like it. They have a they they have a pretty they they're going on a stretch, man. Hopefully they continue it out for the season. And then going to the West, oh yeah, baby. LA Dodgers lead it eight and two and not so far behind are the Padres, eight and three, one game behind. Very close race over there. And don't forget, don't count them out. The Giants, six and four. Arizona, four and seven, and Colorado, three and seven. Towards the bottom of that list. Doesn't look like they're gonna Go up higher. I mean, I mean, this is exactly what I expected. I actually predicted that same exact format. I mean, Colorado's not going to get much better. Yeah. Arizona's the, the bottom of the dirt. The Giants have some potential, but they're going to be outshined by the Padres and Dodgers every game of the year. Mm-hmm. So, with that being said, we'd like to thank you for tuning in to season four, episode one, the season premiere 
of our fourth season of Being a Podcast. Thank you so much for joining, whether you're listening to our audio or watching our video. We have so many different platforms to